0: Hello everyone, good to see you again. My name is Anne-Claire Our website is CWOWI.EU, stands for Church Without Walls International. We are part of a a worldwide house church network. You can go to our website to find more about it or go to CWOWI.ORG. To find more information about that but today the videos are not specifically about house church but about different subjects that the lord puts on my heart and today i want to talk to you about renewing the mind how does that work in real life well you know the bible says in romans 12 that you present your body a living sacrifice holy acceptable to god and then it says in romans 12 to do not be conformed or put in the same mold as the world but you'll be transformed, you will undergo a metamorphosis by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. The renewing of your mind. And the word renewing actually is a nice word because it also means renovation. When you have renovated your home, you probably know what's going on. You take some of the old that you don't like and you replace it with something else. Or you have to tear down a wall or take off the wallpaper. Whatever you need to do because you don't like it and you want something new, you have to do something. So it's hard. Work. The renewing of the mind is hard work, but it will. Uh, it the result will be a transformation, a metamorphosis in your life. So often, when we talk about renewing of the mind, and 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 um, pastors or teachers mention here the scripture, we think about what the Bible says about renewing the mind, which of course is true. Like when the, when the Bible says that you are holy and acceptable in Him, that is true. No matter if you feel like you are holy and accepted. Uh, when the Bible says that God loves you so much, well, that is true. No matter if you feel it or not. So that's also a part of renewing your mind. Those old thoughts you had about yourself, you replace them with something that the Word says. But today I do not want to talk about the Logos Word specifically because the Logos Word is Genesis to Revelation. But I want to talk. About, uh, about when the person of the word, the Lord Himself, s- speaks to you and says something. You say, The person of the Lord, who is that? Well, in John chapter 1, let's go there, it says, uh, um, John first chapter. It says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. And then in verse 14, it says, and the word became flesh and it dwelt among us. So the word who became flesh is our Lord, Jesus Christ. He became flesh. He is the living word. Amazing, is that? So sometimes, oftentimes, actually, the Lord says something to you, speaks something to you. And then it's up to you to do something with it, to remove those old thoughts or what you were thinking or doing and replace it with what he says to you. Examples. I will give you some examples from my own life because probably you will remember things from your life that, oh, that was going on and that's how you do it. Remember, well, we, um, I married with my husband for almost 47 years now, next September, 46, actually, September 47. We have five children, and when they were younger, I remember 15 years ago or something, uh, uh, that was just. I was just in my mind. I was just thinking about my kids. How would it go? Which school? Uh, which, and and, uh, and university? Where to go? What 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 kind of university and stuff like that? So uh, in my mind, I was uh, thinking, and suddenly the Lord just spoke, interrupted my thoughts, and He says, "Haven't I told you not to worry about your kids? That I would take care of them?" And it shook me, and I thought, "Worry? I was just thinking about them, right?" But the Lord said, worry, haven't I told you not to worry? Haven't I promised you that I would take care of them? And that was true. So after that, And whenever that kind of worry or thinking would come up, I have to pause and say, oh, stop, please, stop, please. This is worry. This is what the Lord defines as worry, not what I probably would have defined as worry. But this is what he defines as worry. And he says that he would take care of them. So I trust you. So I had to replace those worries with what the Lord has told me. That is how you do it. And then, and that's not like it's done in, in one day or whatever. No, no. It can go on for months and maybe for years. And oftentimes, sometimes maybe, maybe not that often as in the past, but maybe sometimes that the worry creeps up and you have to call back to what the word, to the person of the uh, word, um, talk to you about. Another example, um, uh, I've been in a part well, I've been uh, involved in Women of Glows years ago. And in, the, in that I was part of the team, and we were like five or six uh, women with, from different churches. We organized the meeting once a month, and twice a month we as a team came together to talk about the next meeting and, and to discuss how the meeting went and stuff, and also take, to take time for prayer. And it was also, of course, a lot of fun when you are with, with ladies together, you can imagine. And those ladies were my, my age, so at that time we already had kids, and we had some grandkids. They were small. And I remember on one of those evenings, they were talking about the grandkids, they were coming over for sleep and how they loved it, how they loved to spend time with their grandkids. And then suddenly one of those glow uh, sisters turned to me and, and, and said, oh, I'm sorry, Anc, we are just talking about our grandkids, but I didn't realize that your grandkids, they do not live close by. They live far away, which was true. Uh, some of them lived like over two hours in the other, even in another nation. So I said, oh, I'm sorry Aunt, that we talked about it. I hope that you don't feel bad. And I was saying like, no, I don't. That's, that's okay. I'm perfectly fine with it. But then I came home and I was thinking about, you see, there you go, thinking about that meeting and the more I thought about it, the more I actually started to feel sorry for myself. I said, "Well, actually, I do miss that, and that's not fair. We we follow the Lord, we serve Him, and we miss our grandkids. That's not fair." And and then I was feeling sorry, and and then I, sir, uh, one uh, um, how do I say it? Then when I was having that pity party, actually, the Lord interrupted my thoughts again, and He said clearly. I have positioned each one of them, so be at peace with that. I have positioned each one of them, so be at peace with that. And it put me back, it gave me peace in my in my spirit. Immediately it stopped those pity party, what I was in, what I was doing. And it gave peace and I thought, yeah, that's the truth. The Lord positioned them, they are fine, he's taking care of them. And I know, although I will not spend that much time with them, as I probably would have loved to, but I know there's an eternity that I will see them more and more. So that was good. But now and then, after that, now and then, those thoughts and those those missing uh, things came creeping up. And again and again, I have to say no. The Lord said he had positioned them. I have to be at peace with it. That it was a decision that I had to do to change the thoughts and to change those emotions. Because emotions come... Uh, when you think about certain things you probably know that you like When you think about how will I be able to pay the bills and you think more and more about it, then you start to worry and get emotional. Is it actually not what the Lord told, um, what the Lord says in Matthew 6, it says, the King James says, therefore I say to you, take no thought about your life, what you eat or what you drink, about your body and so on. Take no thought. In my Bible, in the New King James, it says, do not worry. So what is worry? Worry is taking thoughts. That is amazing, right? You take those thoughts. You can decide to take them, and you can decide not to take them. What do you choose? What is the destination? If you take those thoughts, the destination, the end result will be you are in fear, anxiety, worry, whatever. You feel bad. But you can also choose not to take those thoughts and take up other thoughts, to take those thoughts, what the Lord tells you here in the written word, but also what he told you personally, the person of the word. I sometimes um, uh, compare those thoughts that are coming because people say, I can't help. I, I, I always think I can't help what I think about. Yeah, you can. You know, uh, oftentimes those thoughts are like a train. They come by. If you, here in the Netherlands, we have a good train uh, system. um, Yeah, train system. I think that's how you call it. So, for instance, when we want to go by train to, for instance, Amsterdam, and we are there waiting at the train station, at the platform, that could be like, that that could stop a train, which is not, uh, that train would not go to Amsterdam, but maybe to Arnhem. But... If everyone around me gets in that train, I can feel compelled to also get in that train because everyone does. So should I not get in the train? But I have to make sure, is this the right train? Is this the train to Amsterdam or is it not? So you look to the signs and what what it says over there, say, oh no, this one goes to Arnhem, wrong destination, I will not get in. So you wait for the right train that brings you to the destination you want to. The same with thoughts and with worries, It can come a worry, a thought that can come by to your mind, and but you can decide if you take it or not, no matter if everyone else is taking those thoughts or on social media are talking about it thinking about it. Do you want to take those thoughts? Do you want to go that direction? Do you want to be, um, do you want to go to the destination of worry and fear and anxiety? And you mentioned depression, or do you want to wait or do you choose the right train, the right train of thoughts? It is up to you. What do you train? What do you do? And then you say, well, it's so hard to to really uh, Thing to to decide which uh, thought to take or which thought not to take. It's work, yeah. It's work. It's like training a puppy dog. We have had two dogs in the past when they are puppy and they are on the leash you have to really keep that leash short because the puppy will go off every direction Uh, wherever he smells something he will go off running after it so you have to keep him on that leash keep that leash short and you have to pull him back oh and back next to you over and over again till finally the dog obeys until it knows the small tug it will follow and obey you So, yeah, that's how our thoughts go different directions. But you can bring your thoughts back and you can bring your thoughts back and obey the written word and obey the word uh, that the Lord himself spoke to you. I hope you can relate to that and that also works in your life. I hope it helped you a little bit and and be sure that you can do it. You have the, the, the Holy Spirit, you have the power of the Holy Spirit. And when you want to do that and are aware of how you take the wrong thoughts, uh, then you can do so, something about it. So choose to think the right thoughts. Choose to, um, whatever the Lord spoke to you, you know, let that be true. Okay, so I hope it helped you. If you have questions, you can go to the website e u and hope to see you next time. Bye-bye.